0: Welcome back to another episode of Rabbit Ears, everybody. It's your girl, Ashley, and I don't know why I said it like that. Um, today I have an episode that is one of my favorite episodes here. year. It's the October Halloween episode, and I've got with me my boy Drew Hallam from the Real Feels podcast back to do everything spoopy. How are you, Drew?
1: I'm ready and raring to go. You know, no, no, let me let me correct that. I'm perfectly splendid.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh, so, okay, we did a little flip a Rooney because normally, or I guess the initial premise for my show was, like, a super fan guest would come on and we'd, like, review one of their favorite shows. But, Drew, this is your first time watching this The Haunting was. of Bly Manor. Yes. So this is, like, my second or third time, so I'm interested to see or hear what you were feeling and what you were thinking, because I feel like I might be... In the minority from the people that we know. Hmm. But I'm interested to hear your feedback. But before we get to that, we had you on last year. Um, What have you been watching that you would like to tell the people about?
1: Oh, gosh, man, so much. Uh, Since I very rarely get to actual like TV series, because I feel like I need to dedicate all my time to them and movies are kind of like one and done. uh, I started getting into a 90s binge with Stargate. Stargate. Once again, all over. Okay. so that was I mean, that was fun. And it it slowly kind of died with enough like six seasons of Stargate. And then I'm like, I'll come back to you Uh, more. See, uh, I kind of like went through all of the great British baking show. And I'm excited now that they have the new season back up, which it was just a delight and just always fun seeing the rotation of the guest hosts and the judges. Squid Games is probably the most uh, Squid Game is probably the most recent
0: Yeah, I feel like everybody watched that. Everybody's. What did you think of Squid Game? I really liked it.
1: I really did. Uh, And it's more intriguing to see so many people come out online where they're making little videos saying, especially if they're, you know, Korean and they are fluent in Korean and they're like, yeah, the subtitles aren't matching what they're saying. And some of the little things that they're omitting, according to these people, like culturally, is actually really important. So it's actually a detriment to the fact that the subtitles are not on point. But overall, I if that
0: would have made me I wonder if that would have made me like it more because I did not like it, but I just don't get what the, all the hype is about. Well,
1: I mean, it's not it's not as if like the subtitles are 100 percent inaccurate. They may be leaving like a word or two out, but apparently with what is actually being said, it's culturally relevant for some instances. And so that makes it okay. important to like character development. Um. Overall, I really enjoyed it. I like the twists. It It also kind of reminded me of certain things where not to try and spoil, but if you don't see something happen, it may not have happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because they yeah, I don't want to get into spoilery yeah. territory, but they were not shy about showing everything
1: else. No, so. no. And it, but it was fun. It was fun and it was engaging yeah. and you kind of watch it and you're all like, all right, let's go to bed. I can't go to bed now. I have to, I have to watch like two or three more episodes.
0: We binged it all in one weekend and I truly had no interest in watching it if we hadn't been watching it for the, uh, for Dan's show. But like I maybe that's why I didn't like care that much about it. Like it was fine. It wasn't bad. But it didn't blow me out of the water and help me understand why it's this huge cultural phenomenon. Tiger King. I got Tiger King. Understood that was <laughs> fucking bonkers. That makes sense to me. This one is just like, it's fine. It, it's fine.
1: I think there is just the hype might be for the of almost like Battle Royale-esque stylings of the games. Mm-hmm. But when you actually go into plot development for everything, there's just there's so much happening and there's so many characters that you try to, I don't know, really get invested in. But then you're not sure who's going to be around long enough to be invested in. So, yeah, even when they start to show little like tidbits of this and that, I think it almost kind of gets you thinking like, well, why didn't they You know, kind of delve into this early on and give us more, or do we have to wait all the way for season two for this to somehow make sense?
0: I mean, I so if there ever is a season two, which they are apparently in talks for doing, I don't know if I care enough to tune in. (laughs) I might just get the cliffs notes from other people, and it's that's fine. That's fine. I have also like been down a super Halloween spooky genre like tear since october 1st so everything i've been watching tv and movie related is in some way like associated with halloween except for i now determine that i know what you did last summer is only for fourth of july it does not work well and at halloween for me
1: Mm. is it now you mean like the movie the movie or the new amazon series
0: No, the movie. Okay, yeah, no,
1: that's a... Yeah, that's a 4th of July thing for me.
0: That's like how Jaws is under the horror category for Halloween stuff. I'm like, no, that's 4th of July. Like, we don't do this right now.
1: Yeah. Not at all. I mean, no one's going to watch, like, Thanksgiving for (laughs) Halloween time. No, but I
0: did have... I wanted... I suggested to Dan last year, um, because we were doing B-movie Saturday with a pretty regular schedule. I was like, we should do... Every holiday like find a B movie that's like that holiday genre like My Bloody Valentine You'll find or there it. was like New Year there was a New Year's Eve one, New I forget Year's what Evil. it was called but like New Year's Eve that's the one yeah so
1: You'll find it I guarantee you you I won't.
0: suggested that we haven't done it and that was like a year ago so he
1: sucks You have stuff for Easter, you have stuff for Christmas, you have stuff for Thanksgiving and Halloween obviously Uh-huh <laughs> Um,
0: there's lots of good stuff to choose from. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Like, Easter, you can watch Critters, too. For Easter, you can also watch... Uh, there's something on Tubi I just saw where it had a bunny, and he looked kind of demonic. So I, I just, like, put it in the watch list, and I'm just going to wait that one out.
0: I mean, I'm a sucker for some of those B movies. Like, some of the best movies that I've watched with Dan have been... Like the worst schlocky pieces of shit, but mm-hmm. they like Velocipaster is yes. amazing. I love Velocipaster. <laughs> Alien Private Eye, also a fine romp. Like, loved it.
1: If I could recommend one to you, and it's on Tubi, the sequel is not yet, but the original is. It's called Carousel Hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's hilarious. So, when a carousel horse just can't take any more abuse. He sets out on a bloody rampage. Yes. It's. Let me have it. So it's so campy. I don't even want to say bad because like it's it's like unapologetic for what it is. But it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Actually, the dialogue is quite funny.
0: So I made Dan watch Twilight, which I only wanted him to watch it because I qualify that as a B movie. If you look at it through a B movie lens, it's fucking hilarious. (laughs) It really is. And I stand by that. Some of those like fast action scenes and like get on my back spider monkey. Like it's just so preposterous, so ridiculous, so poorly, like realized. I just love it. And then the love story gets in the way. But all of the action is fantastic.
1: I, I haven't seen beyond the first one because
0: you don't need to. They're I, bad don't, after that. I
1: don't want to. <laughs> no,
0: it's it's like. So bad it's good for the first one, and then it leans way too heavy into the love story for the remaining movies. Except for, I showed Dan, like in Breaking Dawn, they have a baby, and they have. The older actress that's going to play the child grown up, and they then CGI that older girl's face onto the baby so that oh, they look like the same. No, it's so freaking no. bad. Like all you have to look up some of the imagery for it. She's called Renezme. If you look up Renezme baby, you will see some of the most hellish-looking demon children you could ever imagine. Mm-mm. It's Mm-mm. amazing. Mm-mm. Mm-mm i know (laughs) okay so all right i'm gonna get you off of this twilight roller coaster that i've somehow gotten you on um let me see i've been watching for how like just quickly halloween series i've been watching i watched um the chilling adventures of sabrina i'm on season three of that um it's much better now that i'm like having it on as a background show rather than actually paying like full attention to it Mm -hmm. i i can digest it more but it's got like that spooky kind of vibe like we were talking about hocus pocus having a vibe like sabrina has a little bit of a vibe like that gothic kind of like retro but like modernized i don't know something about it works for me and then i watched a halloween episode of dawson's creek the other day Oh, that was good yeah, so there's some other stuff. I don't remember. It's on a different list, but I've got my show notes out, so I'm not going to move around. <laughs> all right. Let's take a trip all the way back to 2020, which is <laughs> feels like eight years ago. But in reality, it was just last year mm-hmm. um, when The Haunting of Fly Manor premiered. Um, so back in 2020, TV series that also premiered, we had Bridgerton, The Flight Attendant, Ted Lasso, and The Queen's Bandit. I need to watch Ted Lasso. Everybody's talking all about it. As well. I actually,
1: I just resubscribed to Apple TV, so now I have Ah. no excuse.
0: Okay, we'll get on it. I want to hear from you how it is, because I am interested. My interest is piqued. Movies that came out, Promising Young Women, Wonder Woman 1984, which I didn't hate, Um, Palm Springs and The Trial of the Chicago 7, four songs that I've literally heard I heard one of these at the Super Bowl, and that was it. Not that it was at the Super Bowl, but it aired during the Super Bowl. So, WAP by Cardi B, Rain On Me by Lady Gaga, Savage by Megan D, Stallion, and Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. That's the only song I've ever heard.
1: I I think The Weeknd is also the only thing that I've ever heard. I know what WAP is. I have read the lyrics of WAP, and Cardi B should be embarrassed.
0: (laughs) i don't even know the lyrics i've only heard oh. housewives quoting them and trying to get preachy about them I, what,
1: it, it's just not sorry it it's not a go pe- for it. it's not appealing that's all i'm gonna say it's just it's not appealing oh, and you i don't mean
0: like what the acronym stands for
1: well not just the acronym but like the actual <laughs> like lyrics themselves
0: oh are they dirty as fuck i imagine they're dirty i just i never mind we don't need to go it's fine <laughs> Pop culture moments. So Parasite was the first non-English language film to win Best Picture. Mm hmm. It's a very good movie, but I think we it, Academy do better. How is this the first non-English language movie to win thank Best you. Picture? Like, what the
1: fuck? Well, thank you. I what mean, the it's, the, it's the same thing where if you look at different technical aspects and script writing and I mean, some acting as well, like also to the point. I mean, more so to the point, why is it the first non, you know non-English script to win an Academy Award for it? Where are some Academy Awards thrown the horror away? I mean, you haven't had a great deal of them. I mean, what? You had Sounds of the Lambs. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only one that's really like coming to my mind. I know there's more, but I mean...
0: I'm sure. But as soon as you try to think of anything, of course, they're going to go away. But I mean, but
1: it's it's a it's a more dominant field where I think horror is ignored because it's horror.
0: Yeah, it's it's put in a box and it's over there and it can only ever be that and can never actually be good. But that's yeah, it's like we respect you, but only
1: when we want we when we need something from you.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Um, Tiger King captured everyone's attention in the early <laughs> weeks of quarantine with 34 yes, million viewers in the first 10 days. That shit was fucking wild. I would
1: watch that again. I binge that. I'm in, not ashamed in a, in a weekend. I I think yeah, it was it was nonstop. It was a Tiger King weekend.
0: We started like after everybody was talking about the hype because Dan is resistant to do anything <laughs> that is on trend, and I'm like, why would you deny yourself something you could enjoy just because everybody else <laughs> is enjoying it? You're dumb he's also stubborn so hmm. we watched it a little bit later and i remember like laying on the floor in front of the tv like when i was a child just like looking up like what the fuck
1: <laughs> what shit's gonna
0: happen today <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking nuts it made me feel better about being in quarantine like yes everything is shit around us but look at
1: that i think that's the i think that was the majority of the appeal for it it's like man this sucks being inside man this sucks having all this happen to us wow what what are they doing? <laughs> it's like watching an episode. Gonna... It's like watching an episode of Cops or something. And oh you're, just, you're just like, mm, I'm, my life is better because I'm not these people.
0: <laughs> That's I'm never going to financially recover for this. From this is like one of my favorite meme <laughs> font, like, formats. I love it. And she
1: she stayed. <laughs> she stayed on crew. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you can go get a better we, job.
0: <laughs> you could. It's but they yeah she didn't all it, fucking cult like types of scenarios are very real and very dangerous. That's mm. all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Um. And then the last thing about 2020 that I wanted to bring up is that Schitt's Creek won nine Emmys and swept all seven main categories. I believe they I won that. best actor, best actress, best supporting, and uh, and both, and so all four main cast members got an Emmy on their last season. It was so good.
1: And that's another I love that's shit. another show that I also need to like watch.
0: <gasps> so I watched <laughs> that. I had watched the first episode a few years ago and like something about it. Like my mood was off like within 10 minutes. I was like, this is not for me. I'm not watching. OK, this.
1: and right. See, and that was kind of like me. I was watching the pilot. And I'm all like, OK, I can I can get the humor. I get what's happening. But like, what's the what's the draw?
0: Give it another shot whenever you feel open to it. It is one of the most heartwarming, genuinely funny shows that like, I love it. I've actually been revisiting. Like, so I'll watch an episode or two whenever I need something like light and bright and Mm -hmm. like chill. I've already started rewatching it again. But I binged um, the first five seasons and actually finished season five right before season six dropped. I didn't even know it was coming. So it was nice, perfect. Perfect.
1: Yes. I know. I mean, I've heard great things. Loves
0: it. I highly recommend, and I don't usually, I don't do that lightly. So, (laughs) with whatever that might mean to you. All right, so The Haunting of Bly Manor, as I mentioned, is a 2020 limited series. You and I had talked, because this is, um, I guess, technically, it's affiliated with The Haunting of Hill House, and I left it up to you as to whether or not we wanted to consider them... One series or a separate series? So we decided separate series.
1: I would think it's separate series because it's two completely different stories. Yeah, it's, but shows
0: American Horror Story.
1: But at least, but even with American Horror Story, they decided eventually to like overlap, sort of.
0: Oh, did they? I never, I never made it past hotel.
1: Oh, that's why. Um, I mean, neither. I I didn't make it past halfway through Roanoke, but. I, I've seen Ugh. images where like certain characters were back. OK, um, I would say completely different stories, but I mean, maybe even in the same universe because they are reusing some same actors. Um, but it's going along with the theme of like, hey, do you like these really famous ghost stories that were put into novels? Let's let's go there.
0: Let's go deep into that and fucking like flesh it all the way out, which I do enjoy. Um, Okay, so Bly Manor was nine episodes, it was on Netflix, it's rated a 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, and was written and created by Mike Flanagan. The summary is as follows. A young governess is hired by a man to look after his niece and nephew at their family country house after they fall into his care. Soon after arriving at Bly Estate, she begins to experience strange occurrences, and a grim history starts to unravel. Spooky! <laughs> it starts in people whose names i apologize in advance if i f up um victoria pedretti oliver jackson cohen amelia eve tania miller raul coley uh Te- Teria Ter- terry ra sorry miss jessel sharif um henry thomas amelie b smith and benjamin evan Ainsworth. that was a struggle but not as bad as when I was having to do Death Note, because fuck me, that was a lot. <laughs> oh. Okay, so before we get into my standard question, I forgot to ask you. So what is your like stance on ghosts? Do you have any ghost stories that you've experienced? Do you have anything that makes you believe in ghosts? Or are you just, this is pure entertainment value?
1: So I've always believed in ghosts. Um, Ooh. I have, I think with my experience in going to certain places and hearing obviously ghost stories and folklore and I don't know, I'm, I'm incredibly open minded. And so mm-hmm. I know that at least with for my experience and past with being um, not only a theater major, but also doing theater in town and being on the uh, board of a theater one time. A, a theater is a place where you actually like you put so much energy. I mean, it the they have the old saying of like, you know, oh, this this was blood, sweat and tears. And I'm like, no, like doing a show, building a set and tearing it down like it, it literally is blood, sweat and tears. And I shared the story. I think I shared it with Gerald where. Oh, no, no, no. I think I shared it with two girls on a bench uh, on our uh, in our lobby at the theater. We had pictures of previous actors who had done shows and one of them and his name escapes me, which is terrible of me. But he had done a production of the Rocky Horror show, so the stage version, and he was playing Frankenfurter. Well, unfortunately, mm-hmm. he passed away before the production could actually finish. And Stop so, it. when people would like look Wait, in the lobby, how did he
0: pass away? What happened? I,
1: we, if I remember correctly, it was a heart attack.
0: Oh, yeah. snap. Okay.
1: And so, his pictures in the lobby, and people would ask, like, oh, who's this? What's this? And, and so. You know, we would tell him, like, oh, this is so-and-so, blah, blah, And then they get to uh, his picture and say, like, oh, and this is insert name here. And he's like, oh, he was an actor here in town. You know, he did a lot of community theater. He was in a production of the Rocky Horror Show where he played Frankenfurter. And the lights would flicker. Stop it. And that was not, like, the only time that that had happened. Like, four or five other occurrences. When we would just be discussing it. And we would say, like, Frankenfurter and the lights would flicker. And we'd look up and we're like, we know. We know. okay, We know. (laughs) So, I mean, there was there was that. I mean, that's like an innocent, you know, kind of story. Um, Right. I I had another one where I was downstairs in the dressing room of the Bakersfield High School Theater Harvey Auditorium. Very big theater in town and very famous for, you know, local productions. And it's part of uh, Bakersfield's first you know, high school when it was called Kern High School and uh, the the lights had gone out in the in the dressing room and downstairs like someone had either like turned off the lights or they just went off and I couldn't really find my way out because the only lights that were even near me were out the dressing room door, which would lead to the technical area where you could put stuff on a lift and it would go up to the stage Right. And if you go out that door, then there's a hallway, <laughs> which then leads either left or right, and leads up to other rooms off to the side. But then there's stairs that go up, and you can see so little. So you were
0: in catacombs. Oh basically. yeah, it was like
1: catacomb syndrome. So uh, I had to like make my way out into the darkness, and I felt something shove me, Stop. and then I like stumbled. I went out the door and I looked down the hallway where you could see the red exit sign leading up to the stairs and something was looming in the shadows because there was light at the top of the stairs kind of somewhat coming down and I just like yelled out like what the hell and then it went up the stairs and I freaking gave chase went up the stairs (laughs) came out onto it comes out up to a uh, doorway that you can go out and then it's your backstage and then you can go out onto the stage and there was someone out in the lobby and I was all like who just ran up here and then he's like no one i've been here for an hour cleaning up mm.
0: girl no <laughs> girl you in danger that's what we <laughs> could <laughs> say
1: <laughs> so yeah i mean i'm i'm very i'm i'm aware that ghosts can be real and i mean anybody who is you know gonna say no i think you're foolishly being ignorant about it uh and just i, I don't had, know be mindful i
0: <laughs> I've never had an experience that has made me say yes I definitely believe but I don't not believe and my toaster oven's been super squirrely like Dan and I have a joke
2: because like
0: <laughs> we live next door to where the house I grew up in and my mom passed away in that house a few years ago so like whenever weird shit ch- happens like a light bulb started to go out and so it would just flicker real eerily and we'd been watching a shit ton of Halloween movies so we'd be like Elaine cut it out calm down whatever it's so, like of course that's not her but like Dan was in his office for a straight hour and I was just in the living room just the two of us in the house there's nobody else and I come in the kitchen and the toaster oven it had done before where it's like turned on by itself while I'm standing next to it I'm like yo turn off and I like had to unplug it so this time I come into the kitchen and it's like on baking and it's like counting down time at 400 degrees toasting and so I tried to hit the stop start button it wouldn't listen at all it just like kept going so I had to unplug it like yo if this thing fucking turns on again after it's unplugged We're gonna have to buy a new toaster. You have a possessed toaster. I might, but it doesn't fuck up my food, so I'm okay with it. And if it's my mom, it's my mom. I don't like I said, like there's probably an explanation, but I don't know what it is. Has it
1: always been your toaster?
0: It's a brand new toaster and my dad got it for us, like I was like Was it
1: your mother's toaster?
0: (laughs) Oh my god, what
1: if she's
0: (laughs) having a toaster oven?
1: (laughs) Well, no, I'm just thinking, like, I'm thinking, like, if it was her toaster, like, did she get toast at, like, a particular hour or time? No, this was like,
0: in the middle of the night, like, 1030 at night or whatever. Like, this shit was not. And then the other time it was acting up was, like, before I was going to work, I was like, well, I'm not leaving that plugged in. Don't do it. Don't do it. We've all seen the series finale
1: of This Is Us. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I haven't. I watched the first episode. I was like, I don't need to cry this much. I can't. (laughs) I can't handle that many emotional nut kicks like in an hour. (laughs) It's not my thing. Okay. So now that we're sufficiently spookified, um, what did you like about the series Bly Manor?
1: Mm. I always like to say this when I talk about horror movies that I'm very much enjoying and I get engaged in them, where when you can create like the perfect atmosphere, it makes it so enticing. And Blind Manor did that. I mean, from the intro, which I only I only watched once because I didn't really have to watch it yeah, again. I don't... But I, I found it really fascinating to where they were doing it. And thank God they were doing it to every one of the pictures where the face would slowly start to, like, you know, mold back and become mm-hmm. almost like a muted, a muted face. Um,
0: like, yeah, like
1: hmm. It would take away, away, yeah, washed away, blended in. Right. Uh, you have a great atmosphere for the story. I mean, old old Victorian, you know, British style homes. They just they automatically give off that kind of again, that vibe. And yes. here you start realizing that you're seeing things when most of the time you probably would just like shake it off and continue watching. But then you need to. You need to listen to that little voice in your head and your little peripheral vision that you're actually seeing things. And I loved it because once I noticed it in the first episode, I started carefully watching so many things. I need
0: to do that next time.
1: You really you really do, because I, I went through the entire series just kind of watching and noticing things in the background and seeing the ghosts that are all there. And then I reaffirmed that with some rabbit hole YouTube diving and there's so many occurrences that I didn't exactly realize like the plague doctor ghost is seen at least like 30 times.
0: Are you serious?
1: And he's the, and he's the most noticeable and I think he's the most noticeable and placed in some places because I think he'd be the easiest to find at least with his, mm-hmm. you know, beak helmet or the mask and um the beak. Yeah, the beak and the hat are really yeah. kind of like what give it away. And uh, Ghost Dollface Boy is always around.
0: So that, some good that was so good. Creepy elements that are just universal, like creepy horror things that pop up like the dolls, the creepy ass dolls that are representative oh, of the tropes actual- are everywhere people so yeah. everywhere yeah but it sets that vibe that setting like you got the isolated big gorgeous house with all of this history that's like not fully known so could be whatever and then you've got this mystery of this woman that you see like partway through the series with no fucking face and she's just like creepy as hell and you're like what's that bitch about like there's a lot of good creep factor to this series oh yeah
1: Mo- i i found myself a lot of times where I've done this for a few years now, and I can't remember when I actually started it. But if something is is off putting and it's a bit like, you know, it's going to get bad or they're doing something where instead of yelling at the screen, like, don't go in there. What are you doing? Look out. I just sit to myself just quietly in a room watching. Just go. Mm-mm.
0: <laughs> Dan gets mad at me. He's like, oh, girl, <laughs> he hates it. He's like, you have two things that you say. One of them is just girl
1: when she went into the basement to get the doll and there's this just a random a random pile of like extra dolls old dolls just sitting off in the corner my first thought was like the fuck is that and then i see (laughs) then i see boy doll move and i'm like oh fuck no No."
0: (laughs) (laughs) there's too many times in horror situations where people have to like Prove how brave they are, and I am not that person. I am the first one to vacate and say, "Like, I'm done. No, thank you. I don't need to prove what a big shot I am."
1: Her first sign is like when she's going to go down to the basement, flick, flick, flick. Oh, the lights aren't working. Well, I'm going to continue to go down. No, no, No. Flora won't even go down. Flora, Flora would not go down. And she goes down and she sees the doll, and it's sitting upright the fuck you say (laughs) which i'm guessing the little boy immediately saw it sat it upright and then went back and hid amongst the dolls that's my i never even
0: thought about that i was just like he's the
1: he's the one who's arranging the dolls in the middle of the night where they're going i mean aside from flora but yeah i mean he's he's kind of being able to go in and out and see where everyone is so for him he's playing he's playing
0: I mean what else you had to do?
1: I'd, I'd hide. <laughs> <Putting>
0: kids bored.
1: <laughs> hide and, you know, just observe.
0: <laughs> Creepy ass kid in his damn Ebenezer Scrooge night dress. That's a shit creek joke. You would have gotten it if you'd seen it. It's okay. <laughs> um one of the other things I liked about this series is that I found that some of the Moments and the relationships that they developed were genuinely moving. Like, mm. I was very invested and I believed it and I felt sorrow for the situations. So, like, I appreciate when a series can get me emotionally
1: invested. Oh, very much so. I, I sort of kind of, like, fell in love with Hannah Gross and Owen. And I found mm. them to be so endearing to each other and, and so genuine. And I, I loved Owen his very not so much goofy-ish, but OK, I'm going to go with goofy because my next word was going to be childish. But I mean, just his sorry his, his playfulness, I think his playfulness Playful. was very there you go. It was so nice because it was a good break from everything that was so serious and, you know, dampening about the entirety of the set and, you know, the characters um, watching Hannah's disposition throughout the show and little clues as to might what be wrong with her. But I mean, also just again, the genuineness of her character where she can, she continued on and she kind of had to continue on because otherwise it was going to become far too real for her. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I felt like there was, this is like I said, it either my second or my third time watching it. And like knowing where we were going to end up, I was able to pick up on a lot of like different clues and stuff like that like miles is so unsettling in so many different parts early on and you're just like what the fuck and then that obviously i don't know why i'm being cryptic it gets explained um
1: well and we also said spoilers
0: (laughs) yeah it's it's, all of my shows are spoilers we're talking about a series in its entirety if you're you're
1: listening to this you should know damn well what's happening
0: (laughs) yeah the fuck are you doing over here all three of you (laughs) out
1: (laughs) but i mean when he when he is just like listen when he's kind of like giving her the flowers and he leans in to tell her something says like oh it's so like troubling or terrible dealing with children all the time and he does that like that hair (gasps) reposition on her and i was just like the hell this creepy ass fucking kid (laughs) and when you realize that it's not that it's not miles it makes so much more sense much yes. like when she first meets Flora and she's by the lake and she's humming that song. And you realize like, oh, that's Becca.
0: There's I like that there's so much that's off kilter, unsettling. Even in the first episode, it really like sets that tone. Like when she's going to apply for the position and like it's very cryptic on both sides and they call each other out on like, well, what the fuck are you doing here if you've got this experience? Well, why the hell have you gone through this many nannies in this amount of time? Mm. Like, What are you hiding? So like, I like that there is this air of mystery set yeah. up going into it. And then these kids are weird as hell going into it. And it's just like it sets a tone of just like uncertainty and mystery that I buy into every time. I'm a sucker for a
1: fucking ghost story. Did you know I love that it. Um, if you're in the UK, the number that is for the nanny position, you can dial. And it's a real number. And it go- I saw
0: that on trivia. Yeah,
1: and it goes to a recording. I so I tried dialing, and it wouldn't work for my phone because I don't think I have international calling or Ooh. I didn't set it up right. But I looked up a YouTube video of it, and it's adorable because it is, it's is—it's the characters oh. of Miles and Flora going like, you've, you've reached the Wingrave residence. Like, no one's home right now. Miles jumps in and is like, if you're calling about the nanny position... Our Uncle Owen will be having, uh, you know, interviews in five days. It would be perfectly splendid to meet you. And then it goes quiet. And then Flora starts humming the song. Stop. And then then the call ends.
0: (laughs) So the thing about this show, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. Mm -hmm. I, after watching The Haunting of Hill House, hi, Dexter. After watching The Haunting of Hill House, that series for me is more like scary ghosts and this one is more like sad ghosts like the the ghost of your past like being haunted by your experiences that kind of stuff so like it was not it's not my favorite kind of ghost story but with those creepy elements that they have that are i guess um supplementing it i do enjoy it just not in the same way like i like hill house much better but I still do enjoy this. Whereas Dan actively, like, he got up out of the room and would not sit in the room when I put it on.
1: <laughs> he hates it. So, I, I respect each one for being what they are because I think you're more. I think you're more right with the idea that ha- the haunting of Hill House is about anger and its mm-hmm. violence, and with the haunting of Bly Manor, it is about love and it's all about the heart, and so as it is even explained with uh, how Owen tells us in episode one, like that there's a gravity well, it's it's almost like the stubbornness of how someone wants to hold on to something. So I I, I like each for what it is. I think I got I think I got more genuinely creeped out in some factors with the haunting of Blind Manor a bit more. I think I maybe got a little bit more engage into the story because I've act so I've read The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. I had okay. I had not read Turn of the Screw by Henry James.
0: Okay. So I hadn't read either. So they were both fresh to me.
1: Hmm. Have you seen The Turning, which came out this the uh-uh. same year? Don't
0: no. Don't do it. Don't oh it sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's not good. It's not a good adaptation. Which the, I guess Well then
0: I would skip that.
1: Yeah, skip that. And I mean IMDB said this was the thirty fifth like yeah re <laughs> revitalization retelling
0: or whatever yeah that's why bonkers. why would you
1: tell it that many times that's i mean that has to be some type of record
0: you would imagine like christopher lee on screen death's record
1: <laughs> yeah
0: because he's got the most christopher lee beats out fucking god damn it sean bennard stark Yeah, Sean Bean. Oh, my God. Did you see that? There was a Game of Thrones give or meme that it was like baby named after Sean Bean dies immediately.
1: (laughs) Jack uh, Jack has a very interesting theory where uh, whether a movie is good or not, depends on how long it takes for Sean Bean to die. So if if Sean Bean dies in the first 10 minutes, the rest of the movie is going to be amazing. Uh, if it takes longer for Sean Bean to die.
0: It's not as good. <laughs> it's not as good. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> but then I do love Sean Bean as an actor. He's fucking entertaining as hell. He just chews scenery and has so much fun with every role he does.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: Anyhow, Sean Bean tangent aside. Okay, so who are some of your favorite characters on Bly Manor?
1: Mm. Definitely have to go. I mean, from... Less interactive where like I got spook. Um, I love Owen. I thought Owen was a delight. Uh, Hannah, I always found something so cryptic about her, which I mean, obviously coming to the end of it made perfect sense. And I kind of fell in love with her even a little bit more. I'm going to go with Miles because he was so different because it was the ins and outs and trying to figure out exactly what was wrong with him. And again, Coming to the end of the series, some of it made more sense. But I think Miles drove a bit more of the creepiness between the two children. Uh, Mm -hmm. Flora was a bit more standoffish, but I think that's just her character. Not that, you know, our main lady, uh, you know, Danny didn't do her job. But uh, yeah, I would say probably like Owen, Hannah and then Miles.
0: Okay, so my favorite characters, Owen is number one bullet point. I found myself most engaged in the stories that, like, involved Miss Jessel and Henry. Like, there was just, like, I don't know, something about them. And they were not overdone or over, I guess, shown. I don't know what I'm trying to say. The little bits that we got of them I found intriguing. And I think that their characters were portrayed really well. Like, the actors did a great job. I didn't... I wasn't crazy about the child actors. I think Miles did a good job when he was doing, like, the Peter part of it. But then as Miles, he just, like, I don't know. It was something ineffective about that character to me. I don't know. It just sure. wasn't... I, so, yeah, those are my three favorites. And then, like I said, least favorites, the kids. I didn't really have any strong feelings about least favorite. I felt like everybody was kind of fine. Like, I didn't... I don't dislike anybody actively, but I have a hard time like pulling people out that I like really like as characters rather than just being entertained by as characters.
1: Mm. Uh, if it's, if it's going to go to, um, if it goes to characters that I didn't necessarily, again, not that they did a bad job, but I don't think I needed as much as they devoted to it. It was, um, I think it was Viola, the lady of Bly Manor, the original, who, yes. who is the lady of the lake. I mean, again, a good backstory is fine, but I I,
0: I don't
1: need a whole episode of black and white. I you, I, I so just I don't. So I told
0: Dan. I just don't. I told Dan that's one of my least favorite episodes. He's like, really? I like that one the best. So he and I are on polar fucking opposite sides of this. I agree. I liked if you just gave me a abbreviated version of that story it's a good story but it doesn't need to be an hour to tell it like it's too much it could
1: have even been i mean it it would not have made sense to the actual like story of its of itself but like if the children maybe were talking to like the plague ghost doctor or even the priest who got in her way Mm -hmm. and maybe they were like telling them like stories about the lady of the lake. And that's where the kids are learning it from. And. I don't know, it just it didn't. It didn't seem necessary to go on that long. The redeeming factor of that entire episode is when she reaches through the dress and strangles her sister. <laughs> um, I, I found it weird that that was her. Like that, that that was her tuck uh, to be in. The bedroom, I guess, which was the chest. Because that's yeah. what that's where like her essence was.
0: Well, that's where she spent like the last several years of her life because she was in like right. sick. So she was just always confined to there. So like OK. OK,
1: I found it weird it's, that it's they just... that they switched bedrooms in the first place. She's like, I want to be in our, mm. I want to be in our bed. And I'm like, let her have the bed. She's already like she has tuberculosis like let her have the bed. She's already been sleeping in there. She's already, like, infected, like, the sheets and everything. Just, sure, let her have the bed. Who cares?
0: She can't have anything. She can't have any interaction with her kid, nothing.
1: She'd be the furthest away from everybody. Just, sure, let her have the main house. Who who cares?
0: (laughs) Well, everybody else cares. Yeah, so that episode, I didn't like what else did not. I didn't like the wedding as a framing device for the series. Mm. I didn't. I hated when it showed the wedding at the end and like flashed like the younger versions of the characters to spell out for us that these are all of these people. I did like when they resol- were resolving the story and they were showing Danny and Jamie like in their relationship with Viola looming over them as a threat and like showing their years together and how tragic it was whenever it fell apart. I would have liked it to have ended. Like, we could have skipped the whole fucking wedding thing to me. We could have just ended with Jamie going down the lake, seeing Danny there, and then show to her, like, throughout the years, like, waiting and hoping Danny will come to her and she doesn't.
1: Yeah. How do you feel?
0: What did you think about seeing everybody, like, their stories all packaged up nice and tiny?
1: I found it so odd when we were, and this is still when, like, Flora was, like, 16 and she had a boyfriend. And they're at the restaurant. They're at the, um, they're at Owen's restaurant. The fact that the kids couldn't remember and then, you know, Danny was saying, like, well, will he tell them? And he's like, would you like let them let them grow up? And when she's telling the story, I found it almost a little bit inconvenient that I mean, they're both there. They're both listening to this story. And I'm like, and even as we're being told by our narrator that it's not a short story, it's a rather long one none of them found it any familiar none of them Nothing. remembered anything now we know for a fact that owen told us that they remember spending their childhood you know summers at Bly. so they should recognize the name so well, she why said w- the
0: name was different she said if you go to england or whenever go to the uk you won't find a manor by that name so like what i read was that she had changed oh. enough details about the story to keep it like Okay. Removed from their memories, or like keep them sure. f- from remembering. Okay. But like, why do you need to tell? Like, what in you is needing to tell this story to them on the eve of her wedding? Like, why are you fucking their shit up? I don't. <laughs> Nobody needs to hear this. Nobody it- needs to hear this and risk them remembering this shit right before she has to get married.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I also kind of found it, <sighs> man. Not that it's inconvenient or like inconsistent with I mean, it's possibly inconsistent with the plot. I just didn't like it where suddenly Danny knew to call out to the lady of the lake. It's you. It's me. It's us. And I'm like, no, how do you like how do you know this is going to work? And if you know that this is going to work, why? Like why? some.
0: Big ass fucking leaps
1: of faith that, in this yeah, series. That, 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 <laughs> that made me kind of uh, upset to try and believe it. It's the same thing when Peter Quint somehow learns that he can do that. Like he knows that he has to tell the kids like you got to you got to picture you. You got to picture me and you got to picture us together. And I'm thinking. Why? Like how? Like wh- where are you getting this ghost logic that this is somehow going to work with like 100 percent? full-time possession
0: yeah like that doesn't track i will say that him as a character was sufficiently evil like the shit that he did for self-serving purposes manipulation and then Mm. it was really satisfying to see him trapped in his own personal hell of his mom coming to shake him down every Mm. time it was inconvenient i was like let this motherfucker burn
1: i and i watched like so many little like again the youtube rabbit hole where they'll point things out to you and they'll You know, they'll do little Easter eggs. And so if you look at the wall in his apartment, when he opens the door, there's a key rack and there and it's shaped like a key, but there's no keys on it. So it's kind of signifying that he has no way out of it.
0: Oh, interesting. God, there's so much subtext that I would never pick up on.
1: There really is. And they they reference a lot of things back to like the haunting of Hill House. And Mm -hmm. it's been it's been such a while since I've seen Hill House that I, I don't remember some of the stuff that they're saying that they're referencing, which I mean, maybe it makes sense. Sure. But
0: I mean, so some of the stuff that like, okay, well, let me, let me rewind. So one of my favorite episodes is in episode three and it's goes back to a year ago with Peter Quint and Miss Jessel being introduced in their backstory. And you start to notice clues about like what's happening with miles and Peter during these flashbacks. But then you see things with Peter Cause like he presents himself, quite differently to Rebecca the to how he actually is so like he's giving miles this speech about how people are locked doors and you need to figure out what kind of key makes them open up and like you see how fucking manipulative this man is mm-hmm. but like i still believe that he cared somewhat for then he gaslights her about the whole fucking tasting owens batter that, thing that
1: seems like, so out of place so out of place it was unnecessary.
0: Okay, so dark backstory. That is not unrealistic. I had a relationship with somebody who 100% in order to take the heat off of him or take the attention off of him would make me the bad guy, make everything I did wrong and make me feel like I was the piece of shit.
1: So, Oh, no, no, no. I get that. I 100% okay. get that. I, I once dated someone who where we would... Show up to a shindig and like we've already like seen each other greeted, got in the car, drove, went to the party hosted by my friends. I greeted my friends, hugged them, told them that they looked beautiful tonight. And then we were going inside. It wasn't until like 20 minutes later that I was told, like, how can you fucking do that in front of me? And I'm like, are you shitting me right now? Like, what are you upset about?
0: See, I was not that person. The Ooh. person I am today would definitely be able to call that out. But back then, I would have been more like Miss Jessel, where I'm like, that shuts me the fuck up because I'm so confused. I don't know how to respond.
1: I mean, I was I was confused by it. But I'm just like, eventually, like she it was just like, what, what, I don't understand. Why are you upset? Like, you called her beautiful in front of me. And I'm like, it's being a compliment. I don't understand. What are you upset about? If you just want out of this relationship, just tell me right now. And I'm like, stop it. Listen here, Delilah. Quiet. <laughs> Calm down.
0: <laughs> but I, I will say, then I was still surprised when he was like, "We figured out a way out of this together," and he fucking mm. murders her. I knew that was where I was it was going. I, I did not expect that. That's where
1: it was going. I knew Even it. Even watching Be-
0: it this what? third time, I thought that like he put her. In the way to get picked up, but no, he like possessed her and walks her ass down into the lake. Like, oh yeah, no, 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 asshole.
1: Oh, I know. Oh, I, yeah, I knew that's where it was going when he said, like, no, I know a way that we can be together. And I'm thinking to myself, girl, he's gonna kill you. Like, how <laughs> You're do you, danger, girl? Or, or like, or like, he wants you to kill yourself. Like, how do you not know this is what it is? <sighs> this dumb bitch. I don't. know. I do not. She know. redeems
0: herself though with the whole not possessing flora Flora, yeah not possessing flora and trying to fight so like i still do it Uh, there's a complexity to her character there's a relatability to her character and i i like miss jessel i like her Mm a lot um oh and then in that same episode one of the only moments that made me laugh out loud was miles is being creepy as fuck and they're like doing this like theater like play or oh, whatever for yeah. all the adults, and Miles is doing this whole like puppet bit and creeping everybody the fuck out. And the phone rings, and Owen goes, "Oh my god, thank God Peter Quint to the rescue!"
1: <laughs> I always found it interesting with like the different ghosts going around the house, where you have Viola's sister, the former lady of Bly Manor, per- Perido Peridon?
0: It's like one hundred one Dalmatians, but pronounced differently. Uh Not Perdita, but Perdita. That's
1: Perdita, it. that's it. Yeah. So I understand that, like, her throat has been, like, crushed, and that's why she can't necessarily speak. And then her face has gone muted and flush. But why isn't she able to roam the house? It's interesting that, like, she's stuck in the attic. But we see, like, you know, Ghost Boy everywhere, which he didn't die in the house. He died in the lake. And the the plague doctor died in the master bedroom, but we see him everywhere. You see... Uh, the the vicar, he's kind of to and fro a few places. The soldier is seen in uh, apparently like three episodes. Um, except for like in the back when the cop came and the lightning is Uh flashing, you can can see the silhouette of him in the background. Um, and that's the soldier that Uncle Henry was all like, I used to have a friend and he scared me until I gave him a story. So you realize, like, the ghosts have obviously been roaming in there and interacting with the children all the time. So I'm, I often wonder, like, if this was like a soldier that was obviously like standing at attention and he scared Uncle Henry because he wouldn't talk to him or he wouldn't move. And he was just always like, you know, outside of a door or at the end of a hallway.
0: I mean, that's freaky. Somebody in my fucking house. That's freaky. Um fuck what was i gonna say Uh no i already said that about danny and jamie's love story i really liked that i apparently oh this is what it was so apparently they were initially gonna have the guy that played peter play the gardener as the love interest but people would have thought that was weird because him and Nell were twins in the haunting of hill house so they changed oh, sure. it so i didn't know that it, that was not always planned to be uh a homosexual relationship. I thought that they had always, because in the whole thing with her relationship with her ex-fiance, that makes so much more sense when she is not attracted to men and she couldn't figure a way out of it. And then to see them have their love story and have it be so aspirational, inspirational, especially during like the eighties and the nineties. Like I just liked showing that relationship in that romantic, sweet way Mm -hmm. that, we don't get to see often enough in their relationship. Like when they're driven apart or like whatever happens to them happens, and they're no longer together. And that fucking Sheryl Crow song comes on. Like mm. my eyes get a little fucking misty. I can't help that.
1: I found it kind of interesting that, that this is what we are watching with Jamie. And apparently it's something that she does quite often. And I don't know if it's just like the energy of everyone who was at Bly at one place at one time that, could be kind of calling to her, but it seemed like something that she does nightly. Yeah, and you know, at the very end, we do see Danny's hand on her shoulder, and it kind of just it it it's a nice touch. It's it's a little just you know pen, pen of the rose on there. But how is she able to leave Bly Is my more concerning factor because the the Lady of the Lake could never leave Bly.
0: Well, now that the lady of the lake is part Danny, so all rules are off. I mean, I maybe. guess
1: maybe Danny we, took we over bullshit.
0: Anything?
1: Yeah. Danny took over for half a second, despite the fact that you know she was.
0: They said that Danny would never have come to her and put her at risk. So, but yeah. whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> all right. So, what if anything would you do differently with this series?
1: Mm. I I probably want to say I would uh, I would shorten the. Origin story episode, uh, you know what I I, I want to say maybe cut it in half.
0: Yeah, thirty minutes. I'm good. Something. That's it it yeah. could be a short episode. We don't need them all to be an hour long. It can be. Just streaming app days. Like we can do whatever we want to. There are no rules. No,
1: and I mean, I would even honestly, I would love to have seen if if this is like the history and if someone maybe or might even know, man. Not not drain the not drain the little pond or the lake. But what if they found the trunk and what if they opened the trunk? And they like looked inside or or like went down to the bottom of the lake and seen like how many bodies like she has dragged down there. That I would have never been, go
0: swimming in that lake. That
1: would have been kind of I think that would have been neat.
0: That would be cool. Hell yeah. Um. I, like I said, would scrap the whole wedding thing and just end it with older Jamie still waiting and hoping Danny will come to her after seeing her in the lake. Um, I need a different actress for Flora. I'm sorry. She's not she's not doing it for me. She's cute, but she's not selling me on that character.
1: Her acting is a little stiff. Yes. But I think it's maybe also for the fact because she's not She's not necessarily being herself. She's almost like emulating everyone who's around her as like a bit of inspiration because her her own dialogue and diction is that of, you know, Miss Jessie, Um, because she starts saying everything is, you know, perfectly splendid splendid. And she. She's also kind of going off of what her mother would say. The only time that you actually see her and it's and it is believable for a child of her age is when she's fighting with Miles. I think that's probably the only time that you really see her kind of give something true. Um, or even when they're playing hide and go seek and I can't think of her name. Parada? Parada? Dang. No, no, oh, no.
0: Parrot, Perdita. Yeah, not Perdita. Not nope. Perdita. That's the dog. Dang. Parada. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs>
1: Lady of the Lake P-dog. sister. She's <laughs> dog.
0: Uh,
1: when she's in the background, like humming the song. Oh, yeah. And she turns and around attic. and she does the whole shh. I liked that. And that was even part of like the trailer. And I thought that was great because if she's going around playing with ghosts, fantastic. Show that more because you you barely saw that.
0: No, not at all. I wanted to see not necessarily less sad, but more scary, too. Like, I need a little bit more like not just like right. Melancholy. I need a little bit of like, oh, fuck.
1: Oh, I need to, I need oh, to be yeah. scared
0: a little bit during a ghost series.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, it's not so much, again, like Haunting of Hill House, where like the ghosts are literally coming for you. These are ghosts that are just there. They're looming. They're just, you know, observing, waiting in the background. If it was something like... Someone showed up to, you know, give a letter or someone's making tea and they, you know, pass by them in the kitchen and they say hi. And they're like, wait, who the hell was that? And they go back and the kitchen's bare and the lights are out like something that would have some urgency for that type of spook.
0: There's no threat, really. Like the only threat we get is from if you get in the Lady of the Lakes path, it was super satisfying to see Peter get Mm. fucking snatched. And he died. So fast because his ghost came out, and Danny, meanwhile gets dragged all over creation and still fucking survives. So Peter Quint is a bitch.
1: Well, and the, yeah, it's like, and every single person that actually <laughs> does get you know strangled and then like next snap probably uh, by the lady of the lake, it, it's it's immediate. It's immediate. Right that it's immediate that they're there. Peter Quint is there. The plague ghost doctor is there when Hannah's Henry. pushed down the uh, Henry. Henry. When Henry's not even you're right he's not even all the way dead Uh, uh, when Hannah fell down the well she's immediately back up top looking down yeah um yeah yeah and and now he's spunky yeah and and I don't even think it really I mean I knew I know it but now it even now it's finally clicking when Flora said like you mustn't go out of your room at night and I'm like oh this is why
0: because they saw Peter go out of his room at night he got freaking grabbed he got (laughs) taken.
1: I just never understood, like, why she grabs someone and, like, drags them back. Like, why are you strangling someone? Like, is this who you're going to? Are, are you going to strangle your child? I mean, actually, maybe. any of the children maybe. that she finds, she picks up caringly, lovingly.
0: So maybe if it's an adult that's in her path towards her trying to get to her child, she sees these people trying to keep her from her child and she ain't having it. Like I said, we can bullshit anything here.
1: And I'm trying to think. Th- she doesn't.
0: Because she doesn't go out of her way to grab people. They just have oh, to be men. in her way. She kills
1: men. She only kills men. Except for her sister.
0: And she grabs Danny, but she didn't kill her.
1: Well, she was going to. I
0: wonder if she was trying. <laughs> she Not was, for she lack of effort. She was going to if Flora didn't <laughs> stop her. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't remember any ghosts that, uh, were, that were women. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Okay, Drew, do you have anything else that you want to discuss with the series before we decide who gets married, Megan killed?
1: Indirectly from the series. I know that the creator had said that there had not been any plans for any new seasons or chapters specifically to this particular uh, style of Netflix miniseries. Uh, but then he did go and he did... Uh,
0: midnight mass yeah, we just he, watched the first three episodes literally before we were recording we just watched the first three and you
1: started going to making midnight mass and now that i'm looking at his imdb i see that the fall of the house of usher is getting made it's in pre-production I
0: mean, i'm mean, i down for it right
1: i'm I mean, always I'm, I'm, here i'm for down for it shit. it's another home we have another famous book we have another by another famous author thank god we're getting some poe um so i mean i'm i'm intrigued i can only assume this would be for netflix um i, I don't mean know. right I'm the a last lie. three of win. I would
0: be shocked if it wasn't.
1: And it's another house.
0: Yeah, I love the big creepy ho- Like, oh my God, Hill House and Bly Manor are some of the most gorgeous fucking houses. Ugh, mm. oh, obsessed.
1: And the soundtrack's good, too.
0: I don't know that for sure. I know that I listened to that Cheryl Crow song, I Will Believe, which <laughs> you better believe is going to be the outro of this episode. I've listened to it no less than 20 times since I watched this series last
1: year. I'm obsessed with this song. I'm whenever I, you know, come around spooky season every single year, I, I just start I go to YouTube. I find horror movie soundtracks and uh, I just I just listen to the scores. And it's just I you know what? It's weird. It's it's relaxing as hell to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're so fucked up. <laughs> Some people have issues. I have subscriptions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have prescriptions. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, so who do you want to marry, bang and kill, Mister Drew?
1: Mm, okay. So, oh, Mary, I'm going to go with Hannah. Uh, Hannah Gross. Okay. Because Hannah, I feel would be very organized. I think she could also keep people in line. She seems incredibly caring, and mm-hmm. uh, I I rather like her. I I like her heart, her spirit. Um, if we're if we're gonna go bang, I think. That- I think that Amelia Eve who plays Jamie is, is quite attractive. Ah. Uh, I think she's great. Um, if we're going to kill anyone, uh, we're going to kill Peter Quint because I think he's just a dick.
0: (laughs) He's just, okay. So I'm also killing Peter Quint because he represents so much that I truly am triggered by. So Mm. like he's got to go. Yeah. Um, in the same, similar elk, I'm going to bang the older version of Jamie because Carla Degino is like tens across the board. Mm, that chick okay. is stunning. I hope to one I liked day, her silver
1: fox kind of, uh, ah, you know, look she, that's going on.
0: She can do no wrong. I was just- I put on the first episode of Saved by the Bell the other day. It was like a middle school episode and she's in the first fucking episode of Saved by the Bell. Like this chick has been around <laughs> forever and is still like just- gorgeous and in sucker punch she played uh, a character named Madame gorski which is my maiden name my, my last name now i don't know why i said maiden name it's anyways oh awkward <laughs> edit that out retake <laughs> <laughs> uh, she played Madame gorski and that's my last name that sounded super genuine and then i'm also i'm gonna marry owen so we got a little owen and hannah love they're like two of the most awesome people on mm-hmm. the show. Like they're just good human beings that try to make everybody's life around them easier and better.
1: Yeah. Oh, very. I much love so. that. God bless them. I was I was so happy that nothing I can't say nothing, but I'm I'm happy that nothing directly happened to Owen because when it came to the point where you're realizing that like half the cast is dead.
2: Yeah. Almost.
1: I was thinking like uh oh, Please, please don't make for the fact that like Owen is also dead, and that I he honestly, doesn't realize. I would
0: have preferred that.
1: I well, it would have made sense for his story where he said like I never liked the people in Bly. They are born here. They live here. They die here. And I'm thinking, how did you pick her up in the car? Then.
0: <laughs> well, I just felt bad for him because he had to like go on the rest of his days like having a Hannah sized hole in mm. his heart, and that my heart breaks for him for that. That sucks. Yeah. Poor bat. Poor man. Alright, so next month for my series, my podcast, whatever, my show, I've got Emily Higgins coming back. We're gonna do Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. Ooh. And then I've also got my December guest filled. It's gonna be a James Vanderbeek double feature because Wayne from the Countdown is coming on to discuss Dawson's motherfucking creek. Yes. So I'm gonna have a lot of beak from the creek in my life over the next two Love months it. and I'm kind of excited. Yes. Yeah. What do you have? Anything you want to plug or promote
1: so let's see coming up we have our cerebral science genre episode for uh you know episode 98 and then after Jeez. that it's going to be period piece and then i bring up uh real phil's podcast 100th episode with anti-heroes so that's the next uh three episodes
0: oh my gosh you're 100 there, i'm excited that's fucking crazy dude mm. i don't Oh, I couldn't do more than one a month one a month is like good for me otherwise <laughs> it becomes stressful but this is fun I love getting just to talk shit with like a different yes. person each month but congrats to you episode 100 that's a big Woo. deal excited yeah, alright <laughs> doctor homie that's it for us uh, happy Halloween spooky mm. ghosts yeah that's it to me now and
2: lay your hands over me even if it's a lie it will be alright and I shall believe broken in two and I know you're that I only come home when When I'm I'm so all alone, but I do need you. That not everything is going to be the way you think it ought to be. It seems like every time I try to make it right, it all comes. Baby